welcome to To Mary, To Tyler, To More. To More. Episode Dose. Episode Numero Dose. Yes. That's Spanish because we record this in Southern California. That's right. And it's, important, uh, it's important to know Spanish. My summer school Spanish 2 teacher would be so proud of me. She's she's beaming with pride, I'm right? Sure she she is. just She just woke up like Obi-Wan Kenobi. She's probably in like, an old folks home somewhere because she was like 112 then. But right uh, now she's feeling a moment of pure clarity. <laughs> Why am I feeling such tremendous pride? Someone must be recording a podcast somewhere. There's there's much strength in the force. Yes. Um, and so this episode is called "Today I Am a Ma'am," and uh, a ma'am, M A A apostrophe, M A apostrophe A M, short for madam, I assume. I probably okay, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, it, usually you only hear that from the, the teenage, the, the, the pimply teenager on the Simpsons. Yes. Uh-huh. Excuse me, ma'am. My hand's in the fryer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a crime to tease the fast food. Pe- Wait, what was it? It's, it's when Homer goes to the, uh, Homer goes to, uh, he's teaching a class uh-huh. and he drives up to the fast food, uh, drive through and says, Nothing for me today. I'll have a. I have a class to teach, and he speeds off. <laughs> Sorry, it's we, not we, nice to teach. We promised ourselves we were going to stay on track today, and I've, I've already failed. It's not. Uh, it's not nice to tease the. It's it's. Stuff. I think it's like he says like it's against the law or it's a federal offense. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this episode was written by Treva Silverman who actually has won two Emmy Awards for the writing on Mary Tyler Moore show and was one of the first women to write uh, sitcoms. Yes, yes. She is, um, she's a big name in screen in, in television writing. Yeah. Uh, you said she has two Emmys. She probably, I didn't look it up, but she probably has like a Laurel Award or something from the WGA. Oh, yeah? Um, probably. What is that? That's like, the Laurel Award is the WGA's like sort of lifetime achievement. Mm. You're an awesome writer award. Mm. Um, and I would imagine she has one. If she doesn't, the Writers Guild of America is a, is a misogynistic organization that can go fuck itself. Yeah, a little bit but... from column A, a little bit from column B. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she has one. I'm pretty sure I, when I used to work there, I remember her being recognized. Like, that's that's how I found out about her uh, uh-huh. when I was there at right. the Writers Guild. Um, uh, and uh, I don't remember exactly how I learned about her, but that's where I learned about her. Oh, so it's actually not a sexist organization that can go fuck itself. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. It's got that sweet, sweet script library. It does. It does. And very, cool. Yeah, uh-huh. very cool. Very cool. Um... Yeah, uh, actually, uh, Ken Levine has a really nice write-up on her uh, on his blog, which I believe is kenlevine.blogspot.com. Mm-hmm. Um, check that out. That that's a great. I love I love his blog. It's Ken. If you don't know who that is, uh, he with David Isaacs uh, wrote a lot of Mesh and a lot of Cheers and two of the best shows ever. Mm-hmm. Also. Um, Volunteers, which yes. is a really great movie yes. with Tom Hanks and John Candy, and uh, he would really appreciate me plugging that. I'm sure. Volunteers, wow, yeah, yeah. I remember that one. That was the uh, was it like Peace Corps? Is that yes. What yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, the one guy doesn't want to get locked up, so he swaps himself out to, yeah. to go to the Peace Corps instead. Yeah. Um, Can I tell a secret? Sure. I know both Ken Levine and David Isaacs. Shut up. I've been in Ken Levine's house. Oh yeah, he told me that, and he has the big boy, the Bob's Big Boy he, statue. He has a Bob's Big Boy statue from. I don't know if like the it's the original one from the original Bob's Big Boy, but it is from a Big Boy. 
Well, yeah, because they're all closed now. So yeah. somebody swooped in and been like, "Here, here's a check from all those uh, MASH episodes that I wrote yeah. that are in constant syndication. Right. Uh, or just pried it off with a crowbar late at night. And that too. You got yeah. Isaacs to just like turn the car on. Uh-huh. And like, all right. Yeah. Here it comes. I'm coming. <laughs> Bring it around. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're both very, very, very nice guys. And if you guys are listening, hi, guys. It's Kevin <laughs> from the Writers Guild. You wanna you wanna you wanna pick up that name you just dropped? <laughs> <laughs> That's two names I just dropped. Um, so yeah, so but uh, he he wrote a, a great write up on Treva, and um, she actually wrote a couple episodes uh, in this season, but this was her first one, which is the second one of the, of the run, and it was directed again by Jay Sandrich, who was like the, the Jim Burrows of his time, of just directing everything, mm. and amazingly well he mm-hmm. was really good with the three camera format so yeah i mean Mar- like i i feel like when i watch this show i feel like i'm watching a show that is i feel like i'm watching a modern show from many many decades ago um by which i mean i feel like i'm watching something that like that has it has a really modern sensibility in terms of how it's directed mm-hmm. but it's not it's not a modern show right so well, it must be like a great like uh, barrier breaker. Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, I mean, oh, well, obviously, well, you know, with with the with the um, sexual themes and the women in the office and mm-hmm. all that, you know, most definitely. Yeah. But as far as like production goes, I think, um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it was shot on film, mm-hmm. which they stopped doing in like the early '80s, except for Cheers. Cheers, they they yeah. insisted that they shoot Cheers on film, <clears throat> and if you watch Cheers on Netflix, which I just started doing, yeah. it looks beautiful. Yeah, Cheers, che- Cheers has that really like like a cinematic feel, mm-hmm. but like not cinematic feel now means something very different than it meant. Like yeah. right now, it means like Game of Thrones, right? Like Battle of Ten Armies, you know? <laughs> right? Right? You know, right. back then it means like it looks like something you would. It looks like a like a Kramer versus Kramer or some like good quality drama that you would see, right. and it doesn't look like. It doesn't look like, you know, somebody like you're in like a like a like a theater. Let's put and it, you're watching a play and somebody put, put let's a. Let's put it this way: yeah. on uh, Antenna TV, they have this whole lineup. Uh huh. I like, love Antenna TV. Antenna TV. Antenna. It's Antenna TV, Me TV, and then there's another one, Cozy TV. Yeah, yeah. They're all great. Well, Antenna TV has this whole lineup where it's like it's not. And this isn't the order, but it's like Growing Pains, <gasps> Silver Spoons, yeah, Mr. Belvedere. Nice. Um, Took place in Pittsburgh. Yes, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, and uh, uh, what else? Um, uh, uh, Valerie's family, which became the Hogan family. After Valerie left. Yeah, after Valerie left. Um, all they need to do is throw in a little uh, different strokes and uh, facts of life, and yeah. it's a whole lineup. But the point, the, the reason why I bring this up is all of those shows were shot on videotape. Yeah. And they look like crap. Yes. Um, even like, even, all of it, all of it, but not, I was going to say even, even growing pains, not that that would make a difference, but like, you know, it looked great on your television in the eighties, but yes. like it does not look good now. And it's really hard to remaster. Yeah. Um, uh, me TV was running some episodes of the facts of life. Mm-hmm. I think they show them on like Sundays or something and they're very like washed out. Like the, you know, they, they wore those maroon uniforms. Yeah. Like they're like, kind of, it's. It, you could tell that like they somebody needs to step in and either remaster it or uh-huh. it's just going to continue to look worse and worse. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're lighting differently for each medium, right? right. And oh, Cheers, yeah. Cheers has that. Cheers has a real warmth to it. 
Yeah. Um, and that's part of that, I think, is the color palette of the show. Yeah. Because it takes place in the bar and because, they're, you know, you've got all these rich browns and, like, mahoganies. But I think, you know, you're light, like, not only are you capturing for film, what I'm saying is yeah. you're also lighting for film. It's true. And I feel like on Mary Tyler Moore, like, I love the light. Yeah. You know, um, in the newsroom. You know, it's lit. What about the dank mo? No, not <laughs> like danky, but like it's like it's lit like an office. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. not just like they didn't just like blow it up mm-hmm. so that you're watching like suddenly Susan or something. Yeah. You know? uh, sorry, Brooke Shields. I watch. I did watch that show. So I like suddenly Susan. It was actually not a bad show. I thought it got a lot of shit that it really didn't deserve. It was a quality show. It was solid. It was. I, I don't know about solid, but it was it was it was okay. Look, Brooke Shields was not one of the great comic actor, actors of our time. No, but you know what? She gave one hundred and ten percent. When yeah. she when she would fall, she fell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was a pretty good faller. Yeah. I thought she did the Pratt fall pretty well. Yeah. Also, Brooke Shields, mm-hmm. seven foot nine. Really? No, she's not. But she is very tall. Eight, eight foot six. Is I think about that. Yeah. yeah. No, she's really tall. She's sort of known for being really tall, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I like. Uh, Tall women. I, I mean, well, I like tall women because I'm <laughs> I'm actually married to a tall woman. But um, that is not tall. Tall. She's five nine. Is she really? Yeah, that's tall for women. Um, she uh, tall women have tall women like short men, but not exactly the same. Have a, a sort of unique set of barriers. Um, Alana was made fun of a lot when she was a kid because sure. she was oh, like, yeah. she yeah. skyrocketed to like sure. five foot nine Dude, when I she was, was eleven. The fat kid. You don't have to explain it. To yeah, me. yeah, yeah. So tall girls. Hats off to tall girls. Shout out to Elena. Shout out to my wife. Um. So yeah. So so anyway. So we are we're in the newsroom, uh-huh. and Lou comes out and he starts screaming at everybody to come in. Hey, you know, let's talk about these ratings. So Mary's reading the ratings, and a uh, kid comes in from the mailroom to give Ted some fan mail, which was like. One letter. One letter <laughs> for Ted. And it was a very small one, too. Right. That's the best part. It's not just that he had one letter. It was like, it was. you could tell that it was like smaller than like a thank you card you might send to your grandpa. It was almost like a postcard to like, hey, you have to come and get your oil changed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, you're, you're, you're overdue for your dental appointment. That was a joke on The Office when um, uh, Mindy Kaling gets, uh, she's really excited because she gets a Valentine's Day card that she thinks is from a secret admirer. Uh-huh. And it turns out to be a reminder to come in for a uh, dental cleaning. Aww. It's so sad. When I, I used to work for the Parks and Rec Department in Philly and I was out on Valentine's Day. And when I came back, there was like a little like frozen, like just like a kid's Valentine thing on my desk. And I, I still couldn't, I couldn't read who it was from. Like I couldn't Aww. read, and I'm like, "Who put this on my desk? Thank but you, but yours, I don't yeah. know who this is from. But thank you." Did you remember that because of Valentine's Day, or did you remember that because of the Michael Shore connection between well, The Office and said. Parks and Rec? Oh no, no, just because of what you just said, not okay. because of not the Michael Shore Parks and Rec. Yeah, you really made that connection quickly. It didn't even occur to me. I my I have the I have the thinking power of ten men. Well, you know what's terrible about working on Parks and Rec is that people constantly ask you. Is it like the television show? Yeah. And I'm what sure. my boss used to say was, um, not really, but they, they did get the whole, like, uh, people really do care just very loudly. Okay. Which is, which is something that Leslie used to say, that they just care very loudly. And, like, you know, that was in Philly, so, yeah, very loudly. Yeah. Um, and uh, with, with many small letter words, like four letter words. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why isn't the fucking pool open? Oh, <laughs> you know, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, so anyway, so so the kid turns to Mary 
Yeah. And he's trying to get out of this packed office, and he says, excuse me, ma'am. And she's like, who, what, what, what? And then realized that he was talking to her. And yes. And commenced breakdown. And that's 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 the catalyst for Mary's Mary's feeling sort of like an old maid. Uh-huh. Even though she's 30. She's 30 years old. I'm 12 years older than she is now, and it makes me feel, like, terrible. But, right. Um... But it is a weird. I think everybody's had that one that that one experience where they're like, "Oh, I'm not twelve. Because everybody thinks of themselves as like fifteen. I, I feel yeah. like you know, like uh, like they yeah, always yeah, say yeah. like how old people are like kids on the inside, and mm-hmm. they're like, "What happened?" And you know, so so this is a definite touchstone for everybody. Yeah, you know, if you haven't been there, oh, you will be. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Well, so, the thing is, that happens at 30, but then it happens again at 40. Yeah. You know? I think, and it, like, I think it happens every couple of years. When yeah. you're just like, where does the time go? You know, my grandpa used to say to me when I was a kid, you know, uh, you better watch. Time starts moving really quickly the older that you get. And I was like, come on. And he's like, you'll see. And, like, he was right. Like, he was right about everything else. Yeah. Well, because when you're five years old, a year is a fifth of your life. Well, I think I was... But when you're 40 years old, a year is a 40th of your life. Right. 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 So... Right. Yeah. Well, I think I was like 15 and I was complaining about like, I want to be older so I could do some stuff. And he's like, don't you do that. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, moving on. Well, wait, hang on. Let me, let me, let me mention something about this scene. Oh yeah. Um, the scene is, is, uh, is Lou Grant complaining about how they're all slipping in the ratings. Yes. It's the very first scene in the episode. And what's really interesting about this scene is that we don't come back to it at all. Right. There's nothing ever like it's not like this is the B story uh-huh. or anything. Uh-huh. It's it's just like it, we just open the episode talking about how they're 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 low in the ratings. And what's interesting is well, two things. Number one, it's sort of setting up the show more than it's setting up the episode. Yeah. Like you said. Yeah, how and and what I said was that it it just a they're they're not the best news. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're kind of struggling. They yeah. do have to deal with Ted Baxter. Yeah. And it's always funnier when it's always better when a show is like the the crappy show, like the fourth best show in the ratings right. than it is if the show is really like well loved and, and, and first in the ratings. Right. I call that the um, uh, the sports night versus studio 60 rule. Oh. Because Sports Night was all about how the, Sports Night was a good show, right? Yeah. And it's all about how like they're always trying to like get forward in the ratings. Mm-hmm. And Studio Sixty is not a good show, but Studio Sixty is all about how it's like the like uh, Matthew Perry is or, uh, or Bradley Whitford. Yeah, they're gonna go work for the show that's like an institution, like Saturday Night Live. But mm-hmm. it's like we don't care if it's an institution. We don't care about your stupid Harvard bullshit, man. Like show us the working man. I wanted to love that show. Studio 60? And, you know, it came out the same time as 30 Rock. Rock, And they were like, oh, Tina Fey's got this new show. But uh, what's his face? Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin's got this great new show. And, yeah, joke's on them. (laughs) Yeah, that show. Aaron Sorkin's great, but that show was definitely Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin's self-indulgent fucking wank wank. Look, he's a good writer. He's made some really good stuff. And he's made some really good stuff since Studio 60. But Studio 60 was definitely him... Like fully funding a uh, like a massive um, Steve Zissou Jacques Cousteau style expedition <laughs> up his own ass. Yeah, that's what that was. It was like it was a lot of it was it. It just seemed like Aaron Sorkin's st- like they could have filmed Aaron Sorkin just like looking at the camera and saying how stupid I was because I didn't go to Harvard or Princeton like wherever the hell he went. Right. Like that's what that show felt like. Yeah, and, and you know I think. 
NBC was just like, they realized how much they really bobbled with the West Wing. Yeah. And they were just kind of like, hey, why don't you come back? I'm going to let you do anything you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally, totally, totally. I'm so sorry. 100%. Big, big genius. 100%. Here is full reign. And yeah, he, yeah, totally. But I feel ba- I always feel bad for Matthew Perry because he's he's a, he's not a bad actor. I mean, Matthew Perry, and he's great on Friends. He was great on Friends. You can you can see you can see the uh, the progression of his drug problem sort oh, of on oh, Friends. Yeah, well, even he says it. You, you can know? tell by his cheekbones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he comes back. But he was always. I mean, he was always one of the most. Look, I think Friends suffers from diminishing returns in the sense that the more I the more I watch it, the less I like all the characters. Friends? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they're all pretty horrible. They are pretty horrible, but they're all but they but they're I don't know. I like to watch it just because it makes me laugh. Yeah. Well, no, it's still. I'm not saying it's not a great show. I'm just yeah. saying what happens is you get more and more distance from those characters. The characters on Seinfeld are terrible characters, but but they're meant to be. I yeah. think the difference with Friends is like we're sort of meant to identify. Like, okay. The episode I always call back to is the episode, uh, um, uh, this isn't the title, I'm just going to describe it. It's the one where um, uh, Ross has this award to go to. Oh, the one where no one's ready. Yes, yeah, yes. That, that's a, a great bottle episode, I feel. It is, it is, and it really totally is. And he's totally selfish, and he gets called on it. No, 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 Rachel is awful in oh, yeah, that episode. Well, she, but she's also awful. Look, here's the thing. Ro- this is like one of the most important nights in Ross's professional career. Could and I nobody's... be wearing any more clothes? That's a great moment. But nobody's <laughs> taking it seriously. So I right. totally understand. Like, Ross is kind of a jerk in that episode, but you get why. Yeah. Right? He's the killmonger of that episode. Right. Right? Right. Because Black Panther just came out. Right. He's, he's, he's doing it wrong, but his yeah. motivations are right. Right. You know? And Rachel, like, Rachel is like a monster to him. Yeah. Because he snaps at her once... She's like, but you know, I'm not going to take this seriously anymore. And she makes him drink chicken. F- oh man, no! Don't stopped. say she stops him from drinking the chicken fat. She stopped him from drinking the fat. Don't say he she was going to do it. He added up, and she was like, "Oh my god, you were going to drink the fat!" And then they make out, and it's like, whatever. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. But he was, he was going. He didn't know how to fix it, and then he, so finally he was like, "I'll drink the fat." Yeah. Um, Ross needs to get better friends, man. Well, Ross is kind of a self-involved douche as well. But yeah. But they all are, and and like Ross, I mean Ross is but, at least. But like, isn't everybody at that age? I guess Ross is like an intellectually curious person. He's a professional. He's a scientist. Yeah. And he surrounds himself with these people who like they mock his profession. They don't even like well, Joey. He, doesn't even know what a paleontologist he also is. Does. He also has proven that he doesn't have very high self esteem. No, he doesn't. Which and then, is and and then you have Monica. Yeah. Who is still rebounding from being very large. Yeah. Which, like, as a fat person, I could not love Fat Monica more. Uh-huh. I love Fat Monica. Uh-huh. I love, I love, love the way that um, they show her as, you know, people-pleasing. Uh-huh. Still wanting to go out and do stuff, even though she's large. She's not, like, sitting on the sofa, mm-hmm. just, like, eating pies and crying. Yeah. Like, I love Fat Monica. Uh-huh. I, and, and, like, I, I, I don't know Courtney Cox, but I feel like she loved playing Fat Monica. Yeah. Just from the joy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like the one episode, and the tag in the episode is her dancing in the Fat Monica suit at, at like, a college party. Yeah. And, like, and she's just, just dancing, like, and it's, I love the Fat Monica. I just love it. I Fat love Monica it. is much more likable than Skinny Monica. Yeah, well, you know what? Monica goes through phases. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? This is not the friend show. <laughs> no, actually, we're supposed to be talking about another show. <laughs> right, right, And let's right. continue doing that. Um, <laughs> we should do a friend show. We should do, yeah. 
Um, I can talk about how I hate everybody. You know, I just don't like except... Phoebe. Phoebe is the one the one person on that show that I don't like. Phoebe is probably the worst person on that show, and I've always felt that way. And I like Lisa Kudrow actually. I yeah. like her as an actress. Oh yeah, she's great. I mean, um, I don't I don't feel I don't hate her or her or her acting. Yeah. I just don't like the character. Phoebe's kind of a horrible person. Yeah, and also yeah, Phoebe's a terrible character. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I but, mean, but Mary on the other hand, but Mary on the other hand, it, it goes out of her way. Yeah. To try and not be in. Uh, that's the beauty of of with Mary. Uh huh. Is that she's such a good person. Yeah. That she go she bends over backwards to try and help, which just digs her further into a yes, hole. Yes. Yes. But and, what's amazing, what's magical about this episode is that you never, like, at no point did I want to like just. Like do the uh, the the share slapping Nicolas Cage thing to Mary and say snap out of it, like she's <laughs> I just not. Want you to know you're gonna die like everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> she's like you know she. It's not. It doesn't. It never comes off as pathetic. Right. It never comes off as as people pleasing. Right. You know. Right. It just comes off as her well, trying to. Well, she is to... a people pleaser. Yeah, but like I get the and, sense and, that and... she's a people pleaser, but I never get the sense that she is a people pleaser because she's like. She's not like a Waylon Smithers, you know, no, where but, she's kowtowing. No, no, but there are levels of people pleasing. Yes. And I feel like she's a people pleaser. And that's sort of part of the part of the reason I think that Rhoda is there to balance her out. Very good. Because yeah, Rhoda is absolutely. not a people pleaser. Totally. Yeah. She's in New York. Go fuck yourself. Whatever. 100%. Which, yeah. is, which makes this even funnier. Yeah. Because let's get into what happens. Mary, Mary's at home with Rhoda eating dinner. Uh-huh. And Mary's like going on and on about being called man. And then Phyllis comes in. <laughs> with a great gag she's like here's with a bag of water she's like here's that ice i borrowed <laughs> <laughs> so i just thought that was that's, yeah. that's a great gag um and uh uh they're talking about men mm -hmm. and <laughs> phyllis is all when i you guys probably won't believe this but when i first met lars i thought he was boring yeah and uh rhoda just like can't even control herself yeah yeah. Can't even control it. Clarice Leachman is the ultimate steen stealer on this show so far. She's so good, and she works so well, so so well. Yeah. With uh, Val with Valerie Harper, like just yes. so funny together yeah. the two of them, um, and uh, so they're talking about men. Yeah. And Mary's like, oh, like how does she get in? How do they get into that? She says. You know, she brings up the story, doesn't she, about yeah, being called ma'am? Yeah, well, she they, they're talking they're talking yeah, about yeah. the whole thing, and then they're talking about like men and 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 all the weirdos and stuff, and and Phyllis. Oh, Phyllis was like, well, you never know. When I when I first met Lars, you'll never believe it. I thought he was boring, and then Rhoda starts thinking about, um, you know, men, uh -huh. and Phyllis goes, Mary, I remember a guy that was really into you, Howard Arnell, right, and she says Howard Arnell. Oh, right. What a great guy. Well, what could... Oh, Howard Arnell, by the way, played by Richard, Richard Shaw, who was married to Valerie Harper at the time. Yes, he was. And he came back, didn't he? Yeah, I think he He came did. back on Phyllis, but as a different character. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, as a guy named Leo Heatherton. Oh. Yeah. Richard Shaw, he... Not related to the great Christian Shaw. Or Dick Shaw. Or, right. So, in case anybody's Googling. I actually... That's, that's, what, that's how I found out. Because I was like, I wonder if they're related. Dee, 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 yeah, dee. I thought so too. Yeah, that that's that's the voice of me googling. Dee, can, we, dee, 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 dee. can we talk about how great Kristen Shaw is? Um, okay. I'm watching, uh, rather rewatching. Alan and I are rewatching Gravity Falls right now. I never watched that. If you have not seen it, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it is a very very funny 
sort of it's basically animated Twin Peaks it's, is the best way to describe it. it. What's it on now? Uh, it's on Hulu. We're watching it on Hulu. Oh, oh we have Hulu. Now. Um, yeah, excellent, excellent show. Great voice cast. Um, uh, not only Chris and Shaw, but uh, uh, Linda Cardellini. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Jason Ritter, uh-huh. which whichever Ritter is the okay. actor. Yeah. Um, uh, um, there's a lot of other great people on it. Um, Nick Offerman is in a few episodes. Oh. Uh, uh, the episode we watched last night was what's her name? She was in um, she was in Rough Night. Um, I forget the actress's name, but she's really great. Uh, anyway, Gravity Falls is great. Kristen Shaw is great. Kristen Shaw's character on Gravity Falls. I want her to get into adventures with Kristen Shaw's character on Bob's Burgers. Well, did you have you ever watched Last Man on Earth? Yes, yes. Oh my God, she's in Last Man on Earth too, and she's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, Christmas that, Shaw's awesome. Last Man on Earth, what a what a crazy show that is. That is... Every time I think that they've painted themselves into a corner, not only do they get out of it, but it makes sense. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And they keep introducing new characters, but it's never gimmicky. And they never it's stay, never... and they don't stay forever. Yeah, uh-huh. Because there was some... Uh, Fred Armisen was just on it. Yep. And I was like, oh, and then now he's gone. And then there mm-hmm. was somebody else that was on... Oh, um... John Hamm. John Hamm was on, and ah, shit, I can't remember who it was, but it was some actress. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, she's on this now, and then oh, she, uh, uh, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, Kristen Wiig. Yeah, uh-huh. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. She was on this last year's season finale, uh-huh. and then was still on, and I was like, wow. Um. So yeah, that's quality yeah, show. It is a quality show. Very, very wacky show. Anyway, Richard Shaw, no yes. relation to Kristen Shaw, plays Howard Arnell. Yes. Who uh, Mary calls up. Hmm. And when she caught, remember, we've established the fact that Howard was head over heels for Mary. Really into her. Yeah. He is not Bill. He is not, he is not the guy that cut off the relationship with Mary that caused her no, to move no, into no, Minneapolis. No, 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 it's a different guy. It's a different guy, just, yeah. just so people know. Yeah. Um, she calls him up and he knows it's her somehow. Like, like I knew you were going to yeah. call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's been sitting by the phone this whole time waiting for her to call him back. Right. And, and you kind of get the feeling that he might have been. Yeah. 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 And then, and then... Uh, Rhoda's like, well, who can I call? Oh, I know. I'll call the guy that I hit with my car. <laughs> Ar- Armand Linton. <laughs> yeah, Armand Linton. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> so, yeah, she hit a guy with her car, and she calls him, and she says, remember we met when you were underneath my car? <laughs> oh, he's fine, but his briefcase is total. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so she says, do you want to come over for dinner? And, and he says, yes. And then at the act break, we find out that he is bringing his wife. Right. And, like, Rhoda is just sort of resigned to being an old maid. Right. Right. And uh, and what's great is that Phyllis was, uh, Mary was like, I don't want to do this. And Phyllis was like, well, great. You know, Bess is having her first sleepover with 19 of her little friends, and we need someone to help yeah. blow up 19 air mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know there were air mattresses back then. Right. And... I mean, I've been to plenty of sleepovers when I was a kid in the you 80s, and there was air never mattresses. air mattresses. No, but... we just had sleeping bags. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I guess Air that... mattresses? What? Yeah. What 19... is this? Your fancy French sleepover? <laughs> well, you know, Lars is a dermatologist. He's got that crazy dermatologist oh, right. money. Yeah. Yeah. He's raking it in. Um, so. But he's so... spending it as fast as he can make it on air mattresses. Apparently. How do you have 19 air mat? That's the joke. How? Who, That's the joke. Who has 19 girls come over? How, like, how big is that downstairs? Right. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. I mean, usually it's like 10, maybe 10, maybe. That's a lot. Ten. I had four friends when I was in high school. <laughs> well, I mean, well, she's in grade school, but like, 
like to to have like a sleepover where you have nineteen no girls no, no. like that's that's a lot no they have to huddle together for warmth in Minneapolis seriously a yeah. barrel fire right in the middle of the living room there <laughs> roasting like. I don't know, moose? What the fuck do they eat up there? Moose? I don't know. Sorry. I think moose. Sorry, people from Minnesota. <laughs> I think, no, it's fine. Go back to your moose dinners moose. and ignore us. Moose burgers. All right, so the next scene is party night. Yeah. So uh, so Mary's like running around putting out like munchies. Mm-hmm. And she keeps referring to these things called bacon curls. And like, I would like to try those. <laughs> it's, they, it's a bowl of some sort of chips. And I, like, right, obviously yeah. they're just generic chips that they got, well, but yeah, they yeah, call yeah. them bacon curls. No, no, no. There were chips and then there were bacon curls. Wait. Because Rhoda had, Rhoda wants to eat the chips. Okay. But she's like, but I have to lose 10 pounds in like 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And then Armin shows up with his wife and she takes a chip and then the wife is like, we just got married. And she takes the whole bowl and dumps it yeah, on her yeah. lap. But then there's also these things called bacon curls, yeah. which I don't know what they I imagine they're kind of like cheese curls, this, maybe? This whole time, I thought the chips were the bacon curls. Uh, no, you know I'm paying attention to the food. This is two different, two entirely different food items. Oh, okay. yeah. I don't know what a bacon curl is, but we need to do a we little investigation. We got to figure it out. We get, Listeners, we, if you know what a bacon curl is, please. We got to do the MTM cooking podcast. Oh. <laughs> well, you know. Two, two Mary, two Tyler, two more, two for dinner. Oh, uh-huh. I like it. Yeah. I like that. All right. <laughs> um, and then comes. Oh, yeah. And then uh, uh, and then uh, Howard, Howard shows up. He immediately takes a picture of Mary because he's, he's a creep. He's got that he's giant camera. Creep. He's got this giant, like, <laughs> like he's got the, 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 the kind of comically large ca- camera that you would only normally associate with, uh, with Japanese tourists in movies in the 80s. Yeah. Right? Not even in the eighties, probably in like the seven, like in okay. the seventies, yeah, like yeah. even in the eighties, they got a little smaller. This was like with the with the removable flash bulb and uh-huh. shit. Like, uh-huh. so yeah. he takes a picture of Mary. He comes in. He's and here's what I'll say, and I, I say this as a man, um, as opposed to when you say it as a rabbit. No, I I'm, I say this in my capacity as a man, speaking for all men everywhere. Oh. Um, he is definitely hung up on Mary. Uh, you think? Well, that's the whole joke of his character. Yeah. He's still, but he doesn't come off as like like it somehow. Isn't I don't know she how terrific. A one terrific. Doesn't she look yeah. great? But Just somehow, great. I don't know if it's in if it's in his portrayal or or Travis Silverman's writing. Um, and you can definitely tell a woman wrote this episode. I think when you watch, like you know, it's very different from from the prior episode. I think in well, the from way the that pilot you, you get, yeah, that's yeah, you get a real sense of 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 female perspective that I think you didn't get. In, in, in yeah, the pile. I guess. Yeah. I, anyway, yeah. but as far as uh, as far as how Howard goes, he definitely like he has this character flaw of like being way too obsessed with Mary. Yeah. But it's not creepy. I mean, it is creepy. It's creepy, but he doesn't come off as like this pathetic loser because of it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, he doesn't like, so much he come just off see- as a pathetic loser, just like a little. A little obsessive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Well, two of definitely more than a little. But like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's got a photography habit. He's interested in astronomy, right? He's not like he's not this like he's not this like sniveling nerd who comes in and like Mary was his only chance at love because he's a total loser. Like he's he's yeah. a tall guy. He's well dressed. He's good looking. Yeah. They could have cast was somebody. A good looking dude too. Yeah, he was a very good looking dude. And they could have cast like some weaselly little guy, and That's they didn't. True. That's you know, yeah, isn't she I, terrific? A one terrific. Yeah. You're just terrific. You're yeah. just, you're just terrific. You're just, <laughs> and like, just Rhoda is just, like, okay, you uh-huh. know. And then he's like, 
Uh, oh, oh, Mary was. Uh, what? What's the wife's name? Nancy. Nancy. My mom's name. Oh. Hello, Mrs. Ott. Hi, mom. Um, because she's listening. Yeah, <laughs> um, she will. She she might be listening now. Believe me. Really? No, not no. now. But she will listen. Trust me. Really? Yeah. She she my mom is she she follows everything I do. Oh. She's a very good mom. My Kev. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. uh as a Mary say, well, 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 Nancy's here too, you know, yeah. and, and, and Nancy's like, and, and Rhoda, Rhoda Rhoda's nice looking. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Armand calls Rhoda Rhonda at first and he's like, sorry. And she's just like, uh, she's just done with it. Yeah. She's done with it so quickly in this episode. Well, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. The, the whole reason for him to come over was that for them to like hook up Uh huh. and yeah. you can't hook up if you're bringing your wife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and his wife is like really pretty too. She's and like nice. young. And she's nice. She's really nice. They've been married for like three weeks, she says. <laughs> So, like, they're newlyweds, and, like, just, like, it just, all this, like, just piles on top of each other. And then the best is, uh, when Mary's in the kitchen, or, or no, uh, Howard says, you know, she makes the best gourmet dinners. Yeah. And, like, it clicks in Mary's head, like, oh, God. They're expecting they're dinner. They're expecting dinner. Yeah. And then she goes into the kitchen with Rhoda, uh-huh. and she's like, all I have is, like, a carrot and a baked potato. And yeah. I'm like, you're so single. That's just, I love it. <laughs> Um, Rhoda offers the carrot to, to Armand later. Um, there isn't even any more bacon curls. Yeah. What's, I mean, that seemed like a weird moment in the episode, like for them to all be expecting. I'm wondering if this is another moment where it's, it's dated in some social way in the sense that like when that happened, I was like, oh, that's an odd thing to happen for them all to expect Mary to have dinner. And then her not have, like, because I feel like in another show it would have been like, oh no, we have to quickly make dinner for these guests. You know, well, I think that, I think and they that, they do a thing where they do the the steamed hams, uh, uh, Principal Skinner thing, <laughs> and sneak out the window. Right. But they don't do that. They just say, "Oh, we don't have dinner," right? And everybody goes home. I think, um, I think it was like the last straw. Yeah. Because it was just such an awkward evening. Yeah. You know, and and it just kept getting weirder, weirder, and weirder. And Howard was no help. Yeah. You know, and then when Armin finally goes to take a picture, and he opens up opens up the film, and Howard's like, "Oh." You know, trying to stick... The best is when he tried to s- stick the exposed film <laughs> under Back his in jacket. his jacket? Oh, man. It's oh, okay. It's away from the like solar a great, eclipse. A great bit of physical comedy there. <laughs> it's just great. It's great. And, like, the thing is, it's not, like... Uh, that's what I really like about this character. He, It's not at his expense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, he's he's not... Like, an, there's nothing wrong with him except that he tries too hard. Yeah. Um, And she's just not into that he's not like a and caricature it, it, it's great and like as a girl like there are guys like that yeah like i don't care like who you're dating yeah or what you're doing yeah as a girl you will come across somebody yeah who is just showing to you and you are like more into having a pap smear than like talking to this guy yeah. <laughs> you know i have been that guy many times in my life yeah so i yeah. think everybody everybody has been on one side or has been on both sides of that you know because you can't help sometimes when you're just like somebody just like lights that fire and you're like oh god Mm -hmm. you know and then in your head you're like what are you what am i doing yeah you know and and, and that sucks um but as like a single girl especially when you're older when you come across people like that you're just like oh yeah um (laughs) yeah the other thing about about him and i i I don't mean to keep harping on this but maybe part of the casting and part of these decisions were like you know mary's 30 
we've we've established in the episode that she's feeling her clock ticking. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. So she really wants a guy. So she goes for this guy that really likes her, and he is... But he really likes her. By all outward appearances, like I said, he's tall, he's good-looking, he's well-dressed. Right. You know? By all outward appearances, he's a good guy. He's like someone that, like, okay, I'll marry this guy. You know? Right. Like, but, but that fact that he's so into Mary... Yeah, like clingy. that's that's what the turnoff is—is is that he's clingy, right? Um, which is like I don't know. I just love it. I just love it. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's uh, absolutely. It's great. And then uh, it so, says a lot about Mary's self-esteem. It I does. think that she's like there's. This is a guy who is really into her, right? Who is good-looking, tall? You know, who who's not like a weird scumbag, yeah. and she still says no, right? You yeah. know, well. Well, yeah, because he's well, because yeah. it's creepy when someone's like just telling you how doesn't she look great? She hasn't aged a day. I haven't seen you since the Fourth of July, nineteen sixty-eight. You know, like yeah. that's creepy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. So anyway, so um, so what's great though is that you know she's thinking that he's like let's get married, let's do all this shit, and he's finally after after Armin and his wife leave, he's like Mary. I can't marry you. Like, yeah. and she's like, what? So what? You know, like all well, this whole time he's thinking that she is just as into him yeah, yeah. as he's into her. And she's just like, what? You know, I love my freedom. I could just, if I want to go to St. Paul or something, he said, he's yeah, like, St. Paul, yeah. the other twin city, <laughs> yeah, can, 10 miles away. Yeah. I can pick up and go. Yeah. And she's just like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And it ends with like, no goodbyes. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, and he says, can I, oh, the, the part that was like, there's some really nicely, like, absurd jokes in this. Like, when he says, can I have something of yours just to remember you by? And she says, sure. And she gives him this lighter. Right. And, and he's like, like let broken. me pay you for it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, 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 that's how uh, nice he is. Like, yeah. that's like, he's just, like, nice turned up to, like, 36. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, and Mary's like, no, just go, just go. It's broken and it leaks, yeah. and like, and it's and just the fact that it was one of those old lighters, those those canister lighters that people don't even have anymore. The, the thing that you could barely, like, the big marble thing that you could barely lift off the table. Right, right, yeah. right. So, so lighter thieves couldn't take your lighter. I think I imagine like if you're smoking, uh-huh. like you can't hold that in your hand and light it. You can't like raise it to your face. Yeah, like a you Zippo. would. You would, but you really? would just pick it up and light it and then put it back down. Okay. Like you, you wouldn't, would, like, lean down to it. Uh, you, I guess you could, but, like, yeah. I think most most of the time they were, like, just heavy enough to, like, pick up, light, put back down. Okay. Yeah. For, I've, I've never smoked, for the, so I don't for know. The heavy, I don't know for, well, for, like, the heavy 1960s, 1950s smokers where you you just, you're fucking walking around from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed, like, smoking a camel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you just need to have lighters everywhere. everywhere. That's the, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And this was probably before, like, was it before the, like, the, the Bic lighter? Do these things predate Bics? Because obviously not yes. Zippos, because Zippos have been around Zippos since been around time immemorial. I think through the Zippos through World War II, right? I think possibly earlier than that, yeah. Yeah. Um, but the plastic Bics, I don't think, came around until, like, the 70s. Okay. Otherwise, it was matches. Yeah. Hey, buddy, you got a match? Three on a match is bad matches, luck. Matches, right, right. I forgot about uh, matches. Do you know where three on a match is bad luck came from? Uh, I don't know, but it was in an episode of Mad Men. I know that. Three on a match is bad luck is from World War One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, like... With the snipers the, would... Yeah, by right. the time a third guy lit his... Mm-hmm. You know, they could see and 
there goes your eyeball. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, I learned that from Mad Men. Did you? Yes. Oh, all right. I Sp- have not watched it. Speaking of it. shows where people would smoke from, from, from to morning to night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I watched the last episode. Uh-huh. And then uh, I think I saw the first two episodes. Yeah. It's a good show. It's, it's uh, you know, people tend to gush about things. And sometimes if people gush about stuff too much, it makes me not want to yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. But well, well, you know the guy, the guy with the silver hair. That's uh yeah yeah uh huh. Uh, he was on. He's a, he's at, I forget it. He's Howard Stark in the uh, in the older uh, Marvel movies. He he was on the show Ed. Yeah. And uh, Ed always called him Principal Jackass. Uh huh. And, and no, it doesn't matter what I see him in, in my head, he's, he's always Principal, Principal Jackass. Jackass. Yeah. yeah. So when I saw the first episode, I'm like, oh, Principal Jackass is in this. You know, it's funny because I can't remember his name and I always call him either Howard Stark or uh, Roger Sterling because I can't oh, okay. remember the actor's name. Roger Sterling. That's yeah. Right. Or Sterling or whatever the fuck ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so the, in the, in the, in the tag uh, was... Um, yeah, I forget I what the tag was. I can't even read my note here. Yeah, what was the tag? Um, oh, wrote is like, next time... I'll only say yes if it's a couple I really like. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, I feel like, I feel like that joke would not have flown like 10 or even five years earlier. Uh, no, yeah. Because no. there is sort of a sexual undercurrent to it, right? Of like. Uh, of, oh, oh of, well, well, yeah. I mean, maybe just, I maybe I think that. Yeah, it was I, probably sort of a little wink and a nod to like the swinger stuff. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh-huh. Um, and that's probably where the big laugh comes from. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I, you know, Rhoda in this episode is really funny because like she, because she's, she's more vocal about the yes. shitty dates that she's been on. Yes. And Mary's more just kind of like, oh, you know, yeah. you know, um, but the big question is, do you think that she had guys stay over? You think Mary puts out? Oh, that's a good question. Because people have been talking about that for years. Okay. Because sometimes you see guys come in after dates and stuff. Yeah. But, like, she sleeps on a sofa bed. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Um. Does man? I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I don't, I don't even think about, like, just like I don't think about. I mean, I think she's too classy to do the walk of shame. I'm sure yeah. she would kick them out. Yeah. You know? But I also don't think about, like, do Rob and Laura Petrie, like, do they do it well they had to have they had they had richie yeah or larry as you called larry. him last week <laughs> wait his name's not wait his, his name's, name's not larry no it's the richie. actor's name is larry uh, oh uh yeah i'm gonna look it up i think it is i think you're right i'm gonna look it larry up larry matthews the dick there it is um so while while kevin is furiously googling on the yeah. phone here larry matthews you're right yeah, that's right I, the thing yeah. that you just said that's right was correct don't doubt me <laughs> um yeah, I, I mean, Mary, she might have gone back to their place. Look, it, look. Okay, here's the thing: you're single, you're dating, your bed is a sofa. Yeah. And you're dating a guy whose bed is probably not a sofa. Yeah. You're gonna go to his place. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, unless like they go up for coffee and then like, whatever, because she's always like bringing dudes up after dates. Yeah. I don't know. Ro- did Rhoda have a bedroom? Rhoda has one big room with a date. Yeah, room. right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't even understand how they could even rent that out as an apartment. Oh, yeah. Because it's like... 
it's, 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 it's a room. Yeah. It's, it's barely a room. I mean, yeah. it's, what am I saying? Half of LA is like that. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> shit, the room we're in was about that size. We could totally rent this place out. We yeah. just need to steal it from your landlord. He was talking about renting it out. He should do it. He should do it. For those who can't see what we're, which is 100% of people listening to this, can't yeah. see what we're, what the room <laughs> right. we're in. We're sitting in a recording studio that's owned by my landlord. Who's a super cool dude. It's awesome. Yeah. And there's a lava lamp in here. Where? Without the cap right there. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I didn't even yeah. notice that. Yeah. Next time we should turn it on. By the time we're done, it'll be nice oh. and warmed up. You know, I had a lava lamp for years and years, and then it just stopped doing its thing. Me too. And I forget what happened to mine. But And, and yet my godmother, my Chechi Diana, my Uncle John had one my entire time growing up. For like 20 years, they had the same one. They're extremely dangerous. Are they? It's a bottle of boiling oil. Oh. That's essentially what it is, right? I don't know. I think so. I think so. it's wax. Okay, it's a bottle of boiling wax then. I don't think it's boiling. I think it just, it, it, it's like an easy bake oven. It gets to a certain uh, a certain temperature uh-huh. where it, it, it it's pliable okay. and gloopy, yeah. but not melty. Okay. So like, you could stick your hand in an easy bake oven and you're not going to burn your fingers off. But it also takes three hours to make brownies. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like a light bulb. Yeah. That's okay. all it is is a light bulb in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a light bulb that gets hot. Right. Well, all light bulbs get hot. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, regular light bulbs. No, the, the, the curly LEDs, ones don't, do they? The, the LEDs don't, no. They're CFLs or whatever they're called. Yes. This is CFLs. a great Mary Tyler Moore podcast. It, re- <laughs> it really is. It really is. Hey, everybody. Thanks again for listening to the To Mary, To Tyler, To More podcast. You can catch us on Facebook at at to marry to tyler to more you can catch us on instagram at to marry to tyler to more and that is the number two to marry to tyler to more uh if you could please rate us and leave us a review on uh the itunes store or any other store that you download your podcast from we would really appreciate it uh we want to hear what you have to say so give us your thoughts and Have a great week.